Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? A constant comedy of errors. For me, the second time tonight, apparently. Welcome into The Flex. Week two, (laughs) ladies and germs. Head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com where we are currently running a special with the discount code KICKOFF30. It's good for 30% off of your monthly or annual membership for life and expires Sunday, September 20th at 12 p.m. Central Time if anyone struggles with time zones out there. So go ahead and check that uh, deal out. Get that. And like I said, I'm live for the second time tonight if you're paying attention to our social medias at Broadway not, TM. Not live. We're not live. Well, I'm sorry. I'm on camera for the second time tonight. We <laughs> let me get to my joke. Justin Graver. <laughs> I know you're out there in Hollywood and like to judge things, okay? Jeez. So, I want to just point out that I did go live on accident because I'm 70 years old and can't figure out computers, apparently. I stared at a button too hard and it went live. <laughs> so, that's my news of the night. Speaking oh, of news, <laughs> let's get to the news that's going around the fantasy world right now. Uh, just to kind of go through some things here, Miles Sanders was uh, participated full in practice and is good to go, so insert him back in your lineups as needed. Uh, a note, Blake Jarwin out for the year with a torn ACL in week one, so just news of note there. C.D. Lamb, guys like that do get an uptick in that offense. Have to throw somebody in that offense that Dak Prescott will be looking for in the tight end. Uh, looks like it takes a downgrade there. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, for the Saints dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he does have an extra day off for Monday Night Football, so just kind of monitor that as you're going into Sunday uh, through the rest of the week. Uh, look, look to see how he progresses there. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and Deontay Johnson all did not practice for the Steelers. Uh, same thing, short week, just keep a keep an eye on it uh, as they progress through. Uh, it's a lot of Steelers that did sit out this week in their skill positions. Uh, George Kittle did not practice today. did have a knee injury this last week, so he's in danger of not suiting up. Um, actually, no, I think he's still in. Uh, expected to suit up, but just keep an eye on it just in case. I don't know if I would actually play George Kittle, to be honest Benched with you. Or if, if, now, listen, if I'm San Francisco, obviously. Right. Uh, because they're, they're, they're going up against a cupcake of a team this week. Why trot him out there if you necessarily don't have to? And you do have Jordan Reed. And I I would just put him – I'd activate – keep him active if I was San Francisco. And I would – but just not play him, if that makes sense. Like, I'm sure if he's good enough to be active, you don't have to play him. But why – why why risk it because it was a scary looking injury when it happened it kind of looked a little bad i just don't see risking something if, if you of your star tied in when you don't necessarily have to have it. i know you lost against arizona but you you shouldn't have anything to worry about this week all right good notes there uh moving on down aj boy boy and richard sherman uh two notable corners in the nfl are placed on ir they will miss the next three weeks just i uh, think jet the, both of them are playing the jets i think the bucks are in there steelers just make, pay attention to who the receivers they're playing because some of those secondary receivers could potentially get a bump slightly if they're going against the guys they're pulling up from the practice squad or rotating guys that are in unfamiliar positions so just something to monitor there for the next three weeks for both of those teams opponents uh, Devontae Parker, uh, limited for Miami this week, may miss some time. Preston Williams would get a slight bump there. Uh, and just to mention more maintenance, A.J. Brown limited today in practice for the Titans and Corey Davis out uh, hamstring, I believe, possibly maintenance as well. Uh, same deal as the Steelers after Monday Night Football, just, just worth, worth mentioning. Got a bunch of Titans fans in here. Moving on down. Jarvis Landry, uh, this one's a big one for me. Uh, Questionable for Thursday night. This is a short week for him as far as when the game starts and he's dealing with injury. So monitor that because he may be a no-go for Thursday coming off of Sunday. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about the Browns offense going up against the Bengals, but I will say this. I I think that they'll probably bounce back somewhat. I don't think they'll be as explosive as you think, as you want them to be, as you expect them to be, especially if Jarvis Landry's out. But if Jarvis Landry's out, those targets have to go somewhere. And their multi-million dollar, one of the highest paid tight ends ever, only got two targets last week. Austin Pooper 
really pooped the bed and only got two targets. Like, that doesn't even make any sense how that even happens. I mean, it proved me right. It's just a, it, Baker Mayfield is just a, a mess of a quarterback. He's going off his first read only. And yep. if he doesn't have that, he's panicking. It, it was it was a, the most cringeworthy but also comical offensive performance I think I've ever seen. It is. And you said Austin Pooper. Well, Odell Beckham, you know, Mr. Pooper himself, he he got 10 targets and he only had three receptions. That's horrible. That's I mean, that's on that's a lot of Baker there, but that's that is horrible. Yeah. yeah, that's not what you want to see. You like to see that he got the target share, but you right. got to do something with it. And and let me say this, and you're right, it, it comes down to an equal blame almost. I know Baker sucks, but there's some blame to go with Odell. Yeah, and absolutely. if you're a, an elite wide receiver, three for 10 is unacceptable. And I'm not entirely sure that he currently, the way he's been playing the last heading starting in 2019 and now if he's even a top 10 top 20 wide receiver he's got a lot of work to do to get back in my good graces yeah well i hope he's listening i think that makes sense because he just because of how many young receivers we've seen enter the league in the last few years that are really starting to take off and calvin ridley had a great week and start to the year and dk metcalf too i mean there's aj brown tons of guys out there that are ascending talents that odell's got to prove it and i think that that might motivate him i'm I think Odell will have a fine game. The The biggest thing for me is Thursday night. Thursday night football feels like it always sucks. Like everybody's not healthy enough yet because they haven't recovered from Sunday. It just feels like it's always sluggish. Everybody gets off to a slow start. It's like a slog defense. These are two pretty bad teams overall, Bengals and Browns. So, ugh, I don't know. It'll be fun to watch, I think. It'll be fun to watch Burrow for sure. There could you know, be a ton of points. I know we're talking trash on the Browns offense but i think burrow can move the ball and i do think they have the ability to move the ball the browns do on that horrible Bengals defense that's true these are two bad defenses you know they'll watch this because this is the uh the flex is what he watches on youtube when he's on the toilet to pass the time that's true moving on down a couple of receivers uh Cortland Sutton, Sutton for the denver broncos back limited in practice likely returns to action this week chris godwin in concussion I've had too many of those in my life. Concussion protocol. Greenlaw, why is that big? Well, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil we'll it, but you know you know our guy is going to come up. You know here. our guy. Allen Robinson moving forward with the Bears for now. That's only worth monitoring because I think over the weekend he scrubbed his entire social medias and wanted nothing to do with the Bears, but he's going to continue to play. He's going to be out there. Uh, the, they they uh, At the press conferences on Wednesday, Allen Robinson and Matt Nagy both spoke, and they both professed their love for each other and the Bears. So yes, I think wow. all is good there. there so Allen Robinson, probably a wide receiver one from here on no, out no, after no, that, no, right? No. So I think we're still the same. Just just uh, he's not going to be traded to another team. It doesn't look like Correct. in the interim. Yeah. So that, that's why. Not that's this good. week. Which is bad news for Allen Robinson owners. <laughs> right. <laughs> It may not be. It may not be. We'll see. We'll see. He had a lot of targets in that game. Kenny Galladay also did not practice again. Keep an eye on him. Marvin Jones, CJ Hawkinson, uh, strong plays in his absence. Um, Bears do have a tough D, though, so we'll see what happens there. And Frank Gore named the starter in week two for the Jets. Does not matter. I don't care. Bell's not the starter. Y'all want to hear a quick story? I know nobody wants to talk about your fan. Nobody wants to hear about your fantasy league. But let me tell you what happened the last 24 hours with with a former with founding member of football and other efforts, Internet Keith. He has Malcolm Brown on his bench. Now, listen, there were only two teams that didn't score at least like 120 points in our league. He scored 77 and another team scored like 90 something. Okay, that's how bad his team is. Malcolm Brown's on his bench, which understandable, right? He trades Malcolm Brown straight up for Le'Veon Bell. Just straight up, yesterday, after the news that Le'Veon Bell's not going to be playing for a while, then today, this morning on waiver, picks up both Frank Gore and Josh Adams. He is rostering three Jets <laughs> running backs right now. Three. Intentionally. Intentionally. He went out and made that, he made that effort. Like, a lot of effort. Three he separate search for those guys. They don't just pop up at the top. Good Lord. Do you think he's tanking for Trevor here? This week, this is yeah. not a good matchup. Once, come on, brother. Yeah, Zach, how do your how do your standings work? Will he get to the first pick if he loses? Is he tanking? Yeah, and he gets the first pick, 
and, he, and he gets the first pick, but he but Saquon Barkley is his keeper. I mean, I guess technically he can not – you have to keep two players. So – and it's a round tender. Saquon Barkley is oh, obviously a first-round tender. barely keeping Frank Gore. Yeah. I mean, he, his other choices to keep are like Devin Singletary for – it'll be like a fifth-round pick and or fourth-round pick, and then like Zach Moss right around there as well. Like he drafted Zach Moss really high. No. Not bad, but I mean – it is not looking good over for internet keep. And we do where you have to wear a dress out in public with the majority of the members of the uh, league. So now looking to, it's not a good start for internet keep. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it does not appear to be so, but just to reviewing that story, let's review, go back and look, what's some big uh, stuff that happened last week, some stuff to review, some things to keep in mind, uh, JG. Well, one thing I learned about speaking to Zach Moss is that Zach Moss is going to be a good fantasy player this year. He didn't have a huge game, but he caught a touchdown, which is a really good sign for his usage. And he was the main goal line back in there. I think Buffalo's going to be ground and pound all year trying to run the ball. Josh Allen did have his first 300-yard passing game this week. So good for Josh Allen. But I don't think that's going to be their typical game plan or, or goal to get Josh Allen over 300 yards. I think they're going to run the ball a lot this year. And Zach Moss is going to be the one at the goal line getting those touches. Those are the valuable touches. So I learned this weekend that I am... My highness, my confusion over Zach Moss was well-deserved. Confusion, there you go. <laughs> Greenlaw, anything you learned, anything of note that you wanted to mention for fantasy listeners? Um, I, th- I think I learned that the Lions really, we talked about it, but they really have no idea what they're doing in their backfield. <laughs> it, the, touches, the touches were all over the place. Random guys were getting, you know, carries at the goal line. It really didn't make any sense. Adrian Peterson looked pretty good. But uh, so maybe he gets more carries since DeAndre Swift blew the game for them. I don't know. But week one, it looked like a disaster. And it can't be good for, for him after coming off the camp news we heard and then doing that in your very first game to step up big for your team and you just drop it. And that's just – but as I, there's a radio show I used to listen to. They're big Lions fans. This is this seems to be the only thing they experience is it's heartbreaking moments like that in games mm-hmm. where someone drops a pass or they get uh, a com- clearly competed, completed pass called fumble because it just happened to tap the ground or not a fumble but incomplete or whatever. So just, just terrible. Uh, Zach, what did you learn? The Rams are back, baby. Last year was a fluke. The Rams are back. I am wanting everything about that offense this year except for Cam Akers. Uh, but that offense is explosive. And let me say this, the guy who jumped out the most to me watching that game, Van Jefferson, we've talked about him on the flex and we've, I've written about him a couple of times. He is, he looks legit. Josh Reynolds is not long for this team. And I know they just gave Cooper cup an extension. And I know that Robert Woods, I believe his contract is up this year. I I'm telling you, Watch out for Van Jefferson. He's going to make a name for himself. If you haven't picked him up, if you got a roster spot where you could just kind of roster him for a few weeks, this is a guy you want to keep around and keep around your roster as it goes on because he will push out Josh Reynolds. I don't think Tyler Higby is really anything to be right home about, but this Rams offense is back. It's back, baby. He had three targets, one catch. So let's, I mean, cool it a little. I noticed him. He popped off. Uh, it was a nice catch. It was a nice catch. The big thing here, though, is that all offseason they talked about the Rams wanting to get to 12 personnel, use two tight ends. That wasn't the case. They want to be in 11, which means Van Jefferson can potentially be fantasy viable this year instead of, you know, a year from now. True, true. And let's just be honest here. We were high on the Rams. Big, big Rams boys. So, yeah. And they were back. I hate the Rams, actually. But St. Louis. <laughs> That's why I hate them. <laughs> what other lessons do we we learn? Uh, it sounds like Greenlaw's not as as bully on the uh, as the Rams as some of us are. And uh, no, I like the Rams football team. I hate their owner and I hate the franchise. That's fair. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> the Eagles' offense there, huh? really Bear. missed the players that were missing because they were they terrible. Up, yeah, they gave up what eight sacks to Washington. Which ha- and Washington? let me say something. Washington de- defense is legit. If it you is. actually watch the game, it didn't matter who was probably whatever mm-hmm. was going on. That is a legit defense that they've been building quietly for a while. Yeah, and that is something to monitor. I 
I know that their pass defense, uh, according to DVOA, was um, number one. And then their rush defense was number seven, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, in DVOA. So this is a really high week one team. Now, I don't, I'm not sold on their corners yet, but their corners may not really matter just because this front seven is really, really good. Yeah, but on the Eagles front, they're missing Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders, which are two of their and, probably. Th- yeah, they're missing two other starting uh, offensive linemen too. They're missing right, three those, total. But those guys aren't playing anytime soon, right? <laughs> right. I'm just saying they're missing. Yeah. I mean, it was a bun- It was basically a replacement offensive line yeah. that yeah, that for all sure. These first rounders were being able to feast on. I think we see Philadelphia bounce back in a big way with Sanders and Lane Johnson coming back. I'm like less bullish on Deshaun Jackson than I was last week, who I said to start, which was not a good call. Deshaun Jackson failed. The week one Deshaun Jackson trend failed. But that's because the Eagles offense was freaking garbage. Dallas Goddard was like their best player that day. So I think the Eagles are still going to be fine. So I think that what we learned here is more about how good Washington can be than how bad Philly is maybe. And let me say this, the Eagles next three games are the Rams this week, then the Bengals and then the 49ers. So you you may have to wait just a tad bit. It's not great, Um, but we'll see. We saw what Aaron Donald did to a pretty damn good Cowboys offensive line, and it's going to be even worse for this Eagles team. So I, I'm, I am holding it. You know, I, I, anything's possible but i do not believe and i have not believed in this eagles team since the off season i've been very low on them all off season and it will continue to go down for me i don't believe in this team at all well i learned that uh burnt quarterbacks are burnt quarterbacks so who's a burnt quarterback rivers ah yeah Fantasy-wise, though, he had a pretty decent game. Yeah, but he, he made some really – he took away six points, though, and he, he made oh. some real questionable decisions, and I'm, I'm, I'm still very off on him. And, and, and Drew Brees didn't look great. I'm not saying he's burnt, but – I'm interested to see how he is without Michael Thomas because I think this is going to show us has father time actually caught up. Because yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, this Drew Brees yeah. is not that – is looking that good. Yeah. And his yards per attempt were awful. Um, he his yards per uh, his depth of target was awful. I, I mean, he looked really, really washed. If they hadn't won that game, I think the conversation would have been on him and not Brady. Yep. And but the conversation was on Brady a little bit too. So those were my three that I was like, maybe it's time yep. to. It's the time's catching up with these guys. We kind of knew that though, given the ages. Rivers just uh, he'd had a decent fantasy day, but man, he's he just chunks it too much up into coverage. There was a few like one interception he threw into like I think seventeen defenders <laughs> around Paris Campbell or so. I just was it was terrible. So I do want to make a note about uh, Big Ben real quick. He went into that game saying he was in the best shape of his life, felt younger because he was in no pain. Came out of the game saying that he felt like he got hit by a car. So just no, no. The first day amazing. he got hit by a train. Today yes. it was I got hit by a okay. car. So tomorrow just, I fell off a bicycle. Yeah. What he said. Right. It's getting progressively better as he goes through the week. But just he looked amazing. rough. But then he looked like vintage Ben. And, he did. Uh, yeah, I think that was a case of the same thing we saw in some teams that other teams avoided, which was just the sloppiness of not having a preseason. Because yeah. the Steelers' offense, I still think, is going to be great. The Giants' defense is not good. So. You, you would have liked to see them get off to a better start, but also James Conner. I mean, how I feel bad. We told for this you guy. not to draft him. We 100 <laughs> percent said he was going to get hurt. We all said it. I mean, if you didn't expect that, you're crazy. You're just crazy. I'm going to get this wrong, but Lebowski uh, had a great comment about Big Ben. It looked like his conditioning program. Uh, something about included Swiss Swiss uh, cake rolls and, and Mount <laughs> Red. Yeah, Mountain Dew Code Red. Mount Dew Code Red got me pretty good so i don't know if you want to put a correction there but that was something like that it was hilarious so that was that was awesome so moving on to our advice going into week two uh jg we're gonna go right into the start sit stuff here oh sir your advice going into week two like don't panic oh like- oh sorry sorry i understand yeah. what you mean large scale fantasy picture yes, here. large scale fantasy picture so first of all Week one is largely a mirage across fantasy boards in general. 
I think that some players had their best games of the year uh, during week one, and being able to figure out who that is is kind of tough. But like, how many forty-point games is Devontae Adams going to have, depending on your scoring system? But in like some PPR leagues, I think he had forty-something points. Like, how many times is Matt Ryan going to throw four hundred and fifty yards? And all three of his receivers get 12 targets. So, like, a guy like Russell Gage didn't get picked up, I don't think, in a lot of leagues because, like, we kind of understand, like, that was but he's not, not a touchdown happen. guy either. True. So I do think there's something there with Russell Gage. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but he was flex-worthy last year at the end of the year after they traded Sanu. And oh. I, they do pass a lot. So it'll be interesting to see True. if his targets go to – Hurst, or if they if it's the three wide receivers that get all the targets. So I I do think there's something to monitor there. But it, he wasn't a guy that was like I have to have him this week. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Just in general, like a Joe Mixon didn't have a great game. Not panicking there. I think Joe Mixon is going to be great, and he didn't have a great week one last year either. Some guys are slow starters, and if you know who they are. Typically, the Seahawks are slow starters, but apparently they're going to let Russ cook, which we've been hearing people say for months and maybe years, and they're finally doing it. So I don't think that's a fluke, and I don't think Matt Ryan throwing for 450 yards. That's his ceiling per week, but that could happen again three or four times this year. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I think he's going to lead the league in passing. But in general, don't overreact to week one. Greenlaw, overall, overall advice going into week two. Yeah, I think JG said it best. Don't panic. Your studs, don't start trying to trade them off to people for lesser parts or things like that. Don't don't panic with those guys because they're most likely going to be what you draft. I mean, unless you draft Le'Veon Bell or something like that as your stud. He's not a stud. He's <laughs> not a stud. But if you drafted him high, that's on you really. But don't panic with your studs. Just wait it out. Have some patience. Don't drop guys that you drafted in the mid-rounds for some of these waiver wire guys. Don't overreact to it. it. It'll be fine. You'll be fine by just having a little bit of patience. All right. Zach, any, any overall advice for week two before we get into our sit starts? Well, the staying patient thing is something that you'll be able to read on um, – the fourth down decision that came out today well, as you're listening to this podcast depends when you're listening could come out in a few hours it's true could whatever it is on thursday will be out today 11 a.m central time and but to to get a little bit more specific don't give up on those rookies that you believe to be your guys like antonio gibson is my guy Yes, I was very, very angry at Peyton Barber vulturing touchdowns. But he's Antonio Gibson still outsnapped and outcarried Peyton Barber. He still was in the red zone at certain times and all that. He's a rookie. You have to be patient with your guys. Because here's what will happen, because I've done this twice. You'll draft Alvin Kamara really late his rookie year. You'll draft Michael Thomas really late his rookie year, and then you drop him to waivers and someone else will pick him up. <coughs> and then after like five weeks, six weeks, they start doing what you believed they were going to do in the first place, right? I believed in Michael Thomas. I believed in Alvin Kamara. And then I dropped him at the first sign of, oh, well, this offense is not even caring that these guys exist. And it's still Mark Ingram, and it's still all these other guys. You'll regret it. Stick with your rookies at least for a quarter of the season that you believed in. I'm sticking with Antonio Gibson. I had someone try to trade me Mark Ingram for Antonio Gibson and one of my high-priced wide receivers. I said no because I believe in J.K. Dobbins, and I have J.K. Dobbins in that league. So I believe in Dobbins. I believe in Gibson. I'm sticking with it. You should stick with your guys. You drafted them for a reason. Unless you drafted Le'Veon Bell or James Conner, throw those in the trash heap. And that's yeah. a really good point because you have these rookies. You talked about Van Jefferson earlier. They He had one catch for 31 yards. But give it a little bit of time. His potential is way higher than some of these guys you're going to be pulling off the waiver wire in week, in week one. So, like you said, trust in the evaluation you had at the beginning. 
don't give up I on tried... rugs either. He looked good in this the amount yeah. of time he spent some injury time, but he looked explosive and he looked they look like they're gonna use him on some shot plays as well as the regular offense as well. So don't give up on him. Judy Brian with... Edwards got dropped in a lot of my leagues today, and that was crazy to me. It's way too early to give up on Brian Edwards. Right. I agree with that too. Jerry Judy, if not for a couple big drops, it would have been for some pretty decent gains versus the Titans. He would have had a fantastic chance tonight, minus not getting a touchdown or anything like that. So don't give up on him either. He looks like a pretty good target in that Broncos. And Drew Locke didn't look bad. Yeah. He missed uh, two touchdowns, but that's fine. As a Titans fan, that's extra fine. It's perfect. I'm saying, but he catches those, and one of them was definitely going for a touchdown. I mean, it's a huge fantasy night. So, I mean, yeah, two guys in the end zone. Two end zone shots he missed. Well, and now Cortland Sutton will be coming back. So that helps everybody in the situation. And so, it'd be. Like like we said, stay patient, don't overreact, and don't panic. Exactly. Perfect. All can right, I ask so a question? Just, random, sure sorry. Kind of random, ahead. but on the subject of giving up on guys, not a rookie, Matt Breida. Are you guys in a wait and see on Matt Breida, or are you willing to cut bait? I, I personally am, but I'm hoping that I don't have to ever make that decision. Like, But if I'm in the – if I have them, let, let's be honest. It's Miles Gaskin and Jordan Howard yep. now – Sure, Miles Gaskin got way out, snapped both of them, but Brita was still getting those crucial touches and crucial moments of the game. I I would not I would not dump Matt Brita just yet. Let's see what happens in week two and week three and see if the Miles Gaskin thing is a is a mirage. Yeah, I agree. I have Breida in one league, and I mentioned this to you guys in the chat. Is he droppable? Because his snap count was horrible. But he, the, the talent is there with him. He has, I think, two of the top five sprint speeds in the last three years for ball carriers. Yep. So there's some major physical attributes that they could they could lean on especially with an offense that's not dynamic at all so they might want to inject a little bit of speed into their into the game so i think he's worth carrying right now and i'd much rather have him i think than either of the other two guys for sure fair enough so perfect question um moving on to our sit start advice from last week and just before we get into our sit starts for this week we want to review how we did last week so i'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up if that's okay so we have at to? The, yeah well i mean i want to suspense to see which one of us was the most right i mean probably craig has already probably charted it himself exactly <laughs> where we finished so no big deal Go there love you craig just kidding um with a record of two and five let's just skip this last, one let's huh? just skip this one no this one's my favorite one <laughs> with a record of two and five justin grave he Ooh. missed on Jonathan Taylor, Deshaun Jackson, Jared Cook, the Titans defense, and Chris Thompson as his sleeper. He did get Cam Akers right as a sit, and he did get Ben Roethlisberger right as a start. Let's be honest. Marlon Mack got hurt. That's not fair. And Deshaun Jackson, what the heck, Eagles? The Eagles suck. Fuck, fuck Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I should have said you said you said to sit Jonathan Taylor. That's why you got it wrong. And to start Deshaun Jackson, uh, to sit Jared Cook, who had a who had a decent game, and then to start the Titans defense. So that's why you're in the boat that you are. So two and five, but you can rebound this week. So just uh, don't lose faith in Justin. Remember, he's got he's a pretty good game. lineup. I've been eyeing his sit start lineup, and it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what he I does. Won, I won in all three of my money leagues this week, and. If you watch the show on Sunday morning, Zach and I gave really good advice. Like almost everything we said came true. What show is that? And the uh, the the fantasy overtime Sunday mornings at mornings. eleven central. Uh, is that right? Eleven central. Yeah, yeah, central. yeah Despite the nine a.m. whatever time you're on. Nine a.m. Pacific. <laughs> if you're on the West Coast like me, and you have to wake up early on Sundays to do a fantasy show. Nine is so early. I feel so bad for you. So you there's your record up. for the week. <laughs> Finish uh, next, I guess it would be me at four and three. I uh, did get Russell Wilson as a start correct. I did get <laughs> real stretch there. <laughs> now that I understand the rules, I won't make that mistake again. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, sit. I got that right. T.Y. Helton as a start. I got that right. Austin Hooper as a sit. Got that right. Where I did miss was starting the Eagles defense. My, ooh, that was bad. It was a bad one. Melvin Gordon as a sit, actually. Produced fairly well. Once Lindsey went down, he 
there was yeah. no longer a split. So whatever. Like, Wait a minute. I think I did this wrong. Cause if T Y Hilton's wide receiver 50, he's definitely, and you had him as a start. That's definitely. Okay. Fine. Sit. I'm three and four, whatever. Justin, not you got competition the, down there. Hey, I was going off record. of what you did on your chart. Yeah. So this is I not need to my double fault. check that. I told you, you I don't trust Zach's. I see judgment. you editing it right now. Stop it. <laughs> I told you I don't trust Zach's judgment, didn't I say? Zach, that? What are you doing? Yes, but you also were complaining about Ben Roethlisberger, and he's fine. He gave you credit for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So fair. if I'm going to lose T.Y. Hilton, I'm going to argue for Henry Ruggs, the sleeper, because he did produce more than what y'all thought he was going to. Or at least that's what I'm telling myself. Uh, well, but that's. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So just four wait till this week. Still, my place doesn't change. Here's the good news for Zach. My place in the in the order, pecking order doesn't change. I still would have been the next to talk about. So moving on, three and four. God dang it! Actually happy with my above five hundred uh, percentage there. At four, two, and one, Bob blah blah. Sit Tom Brady. That was a no. Marlon Mack start. Eh, that's where your tie comes in. Devontae Parker, sit. That was a yes. Hunter Henry, start. That was a yes. Panthers, sit at negative one points. That was a big yes. Deontay Johnson, start. That's a no. And then Zach Moss is your sleeper. That's a yes. Wow. Justin almost wanted to give me credit for Deontay Johnson. Look at that face. He kind of shrugged when when he said that I'm was. I'm still going to argue that if he's getting credit for Zach Moss, I should get credit for Henry Ruggs. But well, there's a difference between a, being running back 27 and being wide receiver 46. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders, though, who knew what Derek Carr was going to look like? Fine, we'll stick with it. And then moving on to our grand champion from Week One at five and two, and Zach grand Moss. champion in the fantasy league so far too, as well. But zero and two versus me in fantasy this week. <laughs> oh, I like that you had to update. You had to upgrade the good advice couch because you're so supreme now. Great advice couch. Great advice couch. Finished four two. Cam Newton said to sit. He got he he was not correct there. Ram mustard. He said to start. He was correct. AJ Green. He said to sit. Have duh. That was correct. TJ Hawkinson. He said to start. That was correct. 49ers sit. At four points was correct. And Tony Gibson's start, that's his that's one of his two misses for the week. And then Corey Davis as his sleeper was a big hit. Woo! I'm, I'm happy about that one, man. I liked yeah. it last week. I love seeing it in the game on on Monday. Ooh, Sunday. Anyway. So those are our picks for last week. We'll keep a running tally as we go and see who finishes in dead last. Uh you know, st- stick with it with me and, and Graver. We'll, 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 we'll rebound. I feel pretty good about my picks this week. He feels pretty good about his picks this week. So let's dive right into those and start with our quarterbacks. Bob, give us a start at quarterback. So this week, I love Matthew Stafford. I like him all season, but I really like him this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins against the Green Bay team he's going to be facing had two completions in the first half and ended up quarterback 10. So Stafford, who's going to be throwing the ball the entire game, even if even better if they're getting crushed, is going to put up big numbers, I think. So I think he is an absolute start if you got him. All right, Graver, give us a must sit. Not a must sit because I'm not sure what your other options are if you have Deshaun Watson, but my sit is Deshaun Watson, who didn't look particularly great against the Chiefs with uh, no DeAndre Hopkins out there and now has to face the Baltimore Ravens. The only caveat to this is that if the Ravens completely destroy the Texans like the Chiefs did, there may be some garbage time points. And that's where all of Deshaun Watson's points came from in week one. So if you're counting yeah, if you're if you're counting on garbage time points, then that's not a good strategy in my opinion. I mean, unless you wanna Blake Bortles your way through a season, which has worked before, but I'm sitting Deshaun Watson against a really good Ravens defense if I have... I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. If you have, like, a secondary guy that you think is someone who can stream this week, this might sound crazy, but... And I'll get to this more in a second, but Mitch Trubisky might be an interesting play. You'll get your time to talk about him later. Hush. <laughs> but I, I think Deshaun Watson is a good, because that was my 1B for, for, for my sit pick as well. So, I agree with you there. Uh, Zach, give us a must-start at quarterback. I'm not going on too much of a limb because Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. And you would, much like Deshaun Watson, regardless of a sit or start, you're always going to be starting Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott severely underperformed this last week, in my opinion. And I think that against an Atlanta defense that 
doesn't look like it's changed at all is he's going to feast. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, big rebound game for Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott connection. I think this is a must start. And in fact, that is going to be your QB, fantasy QB one this week. So can DFS, can we can we get this all? If he gets that wrong, is not QB one? Can that all count against him? Just kidding. <laughs> no. So moving on to my nice try. Uh, I'm trying anything I can to catch up to you. Uh, <laughs> going on to my quarterback sit. Even though that we have some some good warm feelings about the Rams, I'm still for the moment out on Jared Goff just because I think he's still lagging a little bit from his performance last year. He didn't look. He, okay, some of the peripherals were okay with, I think he had 65% completion, somewhere around there, 275 yards, but no touchdowns. I think that offense right now for the start is going to run through the running back position. And I just don't, he's not going to get the touchdowns. He's going to still probably, if he does get a touchdown, he'll still have an interception and had the low yards. I don't think it's, it's, it's too balanced of an offense. I don't think he's going to get you a rushing touchdown. I just, this week in the Eagles, even though I don't think it's a, fantastic defense that he's going up against. I think they did surprisingly well enough, especially against the Terry McLaurin and last week. And I think that they're going to be good enough. So it's a combination of, I don't think he's there yet. I do agree. They're, they're trending upwards as an offense. Don't think he's there yet. And I think that the Eagles played better than I thought they were. I think it's just a bad combination for him going into week two. That's why he's my sit. Moving on to the running backs. I'm going to stick with the same team. My running back, well, no, actually, my, my running back is Derrick Henry because he's playing the Jags. I'm kidding. You're always going to start Derrick Henry. Um, but my my start at running back is Malcolm Brown. I believe the hype. I think that he's out of the shadow of Todd Gurley. I think he's going to cement that number one role. All the hype coming in for Cam Akers coming in. And he looked great this last weekend. I think that he's going to be what that offense goes through while golf is still trying to figure it out uh, for the Rams. So that's my must-start running back for week two. Don't really have any complaints about that, but I think that I think you're selling what Jared Goff in this offense is going to do against a horrible Philadelphia team. Uh, Me, maybe, but that defense isn't horrible. It's eh, not. They're it's not, not great either. I mean, they couldn't stop back. Dwayne Haskins from yeah, scoring. Yeah, they gave on up him. what 27 straight points to Dwayne in the game. Yeah, something crazy yeah, like that. They gave up. They just were like, oh, we got this one. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sit for a running back this week is Benny Snell and he's going to have opportunities, but there's also Jalen Samuels back there. But as a guy who stayed up and watched that really long Denver Broncos versus Tennessee Titans game, that Denver defense is still feisty without Von Miller and Josie Jewell, that, that tackle on Derrick Henry is big man stuff. And Benny Snell is is not Derrick Henry. And let me say this, they'll swarm. They were plugging up holes on that Denver or on that Tennessee Titans offensive line. They were they were they were having our their way with our offensive line in my opinion when it came to the run game. And I think they're going to do the same and I think people are going to overhype Benny Snell because they know James Conner is out and I think I think he will finish, you know, way below his expectations. That's a great point. Alexander Johnson's a great linebacker, yeah. too. And That's Denver a feisty does... group. I was shocked. Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive minds in football, I mean, regardless of his head coaching abilities. And those two safeties come down in the run game. They're very active because that's how that quarter's defense functions. And they're good. Kareem Jackson, great tackler, and Justin Simmons is, too. So I'm, that's a good call. Okay, Graver, stay with you with a must-start running back. My must-start running back this week, I, I leaned Joe Mixon initially just because he had a bad game last week and I wanted to emphasize the bounce back, but ultimately decided to go with more of an under-the-radar guy who's playing in the same game in Kareem Hunt, who had a pretty nice week one last week, um, playing a lot. Yeah, playing a lot with Nick Chubb back there, which, you know, we weren't sure what Kareem Hunt's role would be. He did have... He ended up with 13 carries and four catches, 81 total yards. He didn't get in the end zone, but that's a lot of touches for your supposed RB2. The Chargers were able to move the ball on the ground with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson against the Browns. Thursday night, sometimes harder to play run defense, especially later in the game, uh, for teams to try to plug up the run and coming off a, a game just four days prior. I like Kareem Hunt as a guy to get a lot of touches and possibly score a touchdown this week. All right, Greenlaw, give us a must-sit at running back. I'm going to go with uh, Melvin Gordon. 
I think the Steelers, they play the Steelers this week. And even though Philip Lindsay's out, I believe for a couple weeks here, even if he's out and Gordon's getting all the carries, they, that Steelers defense was nasty against Saquon Barkley. I think at one point he had 11 carries or something like that for negative eight yards against Saquon. And Saquon's a much, much better running back than Melvin Gordon. And that I, I'm just not, I'm not taking Melvin here. It's, it's a horrible matchup for him. I think if Denver has a shot at winning that game, it's going to have to be through the air. So let's make a deal here. If if he does, like, because he proved me wrong last week, he proves Greenlaw, then we've got to go with him as a sit again next week. Just see how long this running back <laughs> who said it wasn't going to be any good at the beginning of the season, or excuse me, that Zach said. I think if we go back, I actually thought he might be good this year, but then changed Zach, <laughs> Zach talking out of it. I hate Denver it, running backs. I guess the Denver <laughs> running back situation. But if, if if he proves you wrong this week, we got to pick him as a sit again next week just to see if we can carry that streak over. Just well, it's like betting on black after it's been red 10 times in a row. You know, like eventually yeah. you're going to be right. That's not actually how math works, but eventually it will because that's how life oh, works. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, uh, Greenlaw, we'll stay with you. Give us a, a start at receiver. Uh, I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Michael Thomas is out, which means there's going to be a lot of targets going someone else's way. And Sanders had five targets this past week, and he gets to go against a Raiders defense that got absolutely shredded by Teddy Bridgewater. That's a great one. That's a great pick. All right, Justin, give us – I appreciate it. um, Justin, give us a must-sit. Do you want to give me the win for that one already, Ryan? Oh, I just like it. I think that that's a real good. Yeah. All right. It okay. I always... hate it. I hate your pick. All right. Is that better for you? No, I I don't like that. <laughs> it doesn't always work like a handcuff running back wise, but I think it probably will in this game for Sanders. Um, I'm looking to bench Terry McLaurin this week. He disappointed me last week against a bad Philadelphia secondary that, granted, did have Darius Slay playing. It was kind of some questionable questionability if he was going to play or not, and he did man up on McLaurin, but I'm sort of moved into a wait-and-see mode with McLaurin because Dwayne Haskins is not great, and Washington stormed back in this game, and McLaurin had had a few catches, but he didn't have a big fantasy day by any means. So if I have Terry McLaurin, Arizona did a nice job against the 49ers offense. We're able to bottle them up. That defense looks feisty. I don't know. I'm probably just going to wait until McLaurin's schedule gets slightly easier week three against Cleveland. But then Evie's got Baltimore after that. I mean, I don't know. Let's look at this week. I get you. It's it's going to be a little bit for him. So. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little worried about McLaurin. Don't overreact to week one, but I'm a little worried about McLaurin. I'm not he's trading him, I'm not dropping him. But maybe he's a guy that later in the season you trade for because he's had so many consecutive bad weeks and you know he's going to bounce back at some point. So maybe but, there's some positive aggression that we can we can bank on here. I'm with you. Absolutely. All right, Zach, give us another must start. Speaking of positive aggression, Keenan Allen is going to have a bounce back week this week, and it's going to be against Kansas City Chiefs. Last, he got a touchdown in each of his games last year versus the Chiefs, and then he also got 71 yards and 82 yards. Those are respectable numbers compared to what we saw last week. This is going to be, this is a guy that you should probably be going to try to buy low because people saw that Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod, T-Rod, whatever his name is. Tyrod. Tyrod is all in love with Mike Williams and all this stuff. Mike Williams is good. Yeah, I mean, when he's healthy and he almost got injured this game, but I am still a believer that Keenan Allen is one of the better and most underrated wide receivers here in the NFL. And I think that Keenan Allen's going to have a bounce back week this week. Can't say as a, I, I like him. I hope he does because I've got him a couple of my fantasy teams. So I'm Gross. really hoping, right. <laughs> Are you playing against him or something there, JG? Tarad doesn't throw outside the numbers, bro. He's not throwing to Keenan anymore. It's over. He threw it all over outside the numbers to Mike yeah, Williams last Mike week. Williams then. <laughs> different, different guy. Uh, taller. <laughs> okay. You got to throw week one out the window when JG's talking. Yeah. Oh, no okay, so <laughs> my, my sit at receiver is uh, DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. And the reason is not because I don't think he's talented. It's just that 
there was an equal target share in that offense. That offense clearly still runs through McCaffrey, and I just I don't trust it yet. He didn't do much with his opportunity, and I think that if you have high expectations for him, it's going to be a little bit of wait and see how that offense, uh, the receivers were all kind of underwhelming, and I just don't trust that situation. So it's not the talent I'm doubting there because I think he's a really good wide receiver. I just think it's a combination of Bridgewater still getting up to speed, what they do on offense still runs through who it runs through, and I just that's a situation that – I'm not really looking forward to, of course, there. And just well, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, JG. I was gonna make a joke about. It. I feel sorry for the people who drafted DJ Moore over Calvin Ridley, which I think happened in a lot of leagues. It did, but the thing with the Carolina offense is Joe Brady at LSU. They spread the ball around to everybody. That's the same thing that's happening here in Carolina. All of the wide receivers, Samuel, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they all had about the within one, I think target wise i think they yeah, had like eight to nine targets or yes yeah. yeah. somewhere in there. it was they were all about the same so i think this is going to be a offense where maybe it's week to week on the wide receivers but you i would like bank on the to the receivers right, so those big chunks is robbie anderson because he's the deep ball threat sure. but it's going to be a spread offense they're not forcing force feeding anybody here yeah so uh, yeah that's what i that you said it a lot better than I did, so I, I do agree with that. So, 100%. So, moving on to my must-start at tight end, and I, Jonu Smith, as he got seven targets in the game. He had a touchdown. Tannehill's looking at his tight ends early in this season in the red zone. That's always good for your tight end position. I know that the tight ends, uh, excuse me, the Titans have a lot of tight ends. They like to throw touchdown passes too over the years. But I really like Jonu Smith. I think that they, you saw him being used in an offense early. They're being created with him when they went no huddle, uh, when Derrick Henry was off the field. And I don't know if this was a Evans wasn't there for them to, to run in there, running back or anything, but he was the one who moved back into running back. Not that they would have handed the ball, but he was very, he, I'm just trying to explain that he's versatile in that offense, I think. And I think it's, that's going to continue to grow for him. And, and seven, eight targets a week is great for your tight end. Uh, also, the Jags are very suspect at safety. Now, I expect the Titans to take advantage of that. Art Smith uh, is a good offense coordinator, he's very creative. So I think that he's going to take advantage of the crossers and take advantage of his tight end advantage that he has. No disagreements. All right, Zach, give me a must-sit at tight end. I'm going Greg Olson. Uh, I know that he had a touchdown, if memory serves, um, this past week. But they're going up against the Patriots, and that that defense made Mike Jacecki disappear. And I think they'll do the same with an older version of Mike Jacecki in Greg Olson. And I'm not saying that Greg Olson can't be viable, because I did, I did say that him and Will Disley could be pretty much seeing some targets and shares, but I'm definitely not buying Greg Olson this week versus the Patriots defense. It's just really good against tight ends. Justin, give us a must start at tight end. So my must start at tight end is a little bit tied to my Terry McLaurin concerns. It's tight end Logan Thomas, who I believe led Washington in targets with eight last week including a red zone touchdown. Those are always valuable looks. Going up against Arizona this weekend could be a, a tough challenge, depending on how much like Buda Baker mans up on him or, or possibly even the rookie Isaiah Simmons. But I think that he's a guy that Dwayne Haskins looks at. It's kind of like the safety blanket type of role for a young quarterback who doesn't know necessarily always where to turn. Logan Thomas, if you can pick him up still, or if you manage to, He's someone I'm starting this week if I didn't if I don't have an elite guy. All right. All right. Uh, Greenlaw, sorry, you're next. Give us uh, – I think the name was mentioned there. Give us a must-sit this week. Yeah, I'm sitting – I think Mike Gusecki is going to disappear for a second week in a row. He's got to play Buffalo, which is not a good matchup for that Miami team. So I, I can't see him producing a whole lot. All right, guys, if you don't mind, let's quickly go through our defenses. Just, you know, give the name and give one little thing and let's move on. So, Greenlaw, with you to start at defense. I'm going with the Rams. They played the Redskins – or they play the Ooh. Eagles and the Redskins. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're eliminated. <laughs> me, and, me and Zach tied now for oh. two mess-ups. Sheesh. Yikes. Washington football team. Good Lord. Uh, anyway – that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, Justin, give us a real quick, give us a must sit on defense. Speaking of great defenses, look, I'm all in on the uh, Washington resurgence. I like uh, Ron Rivera for coach of the year, early favorite right now, but bench that defense against Arizona. They were great against Philly last week. 
But Kyler Murray is going to be able to run away from those pass rushers. And that offense going to eat against Washington. I, that was about as quick as I guess you can make it. <laughs> is that quickly a must start? You're probably never going to bench San Francisco, but it's San Francisco versus the Jets. I know San Francisco played like crap against the Cardinals uh, from a fantasy standpoint, but it's the Jets. <laughs> you got to start them. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in Detroit for almost the same reason. They're going against a hot Green Bay team that's putting up a lot of points, and I don't like them this week either, so sit the Detroit Lions. Uh, moving on, and I'm going to play this sound. And- don't ever own the Lions defense because they're yeah. god awful. <laughs> even though their coach is a defensive head coach. Yeah, even he's though he's getting lied to, he's bad at that. So yeah. anyway, I'm, play this, I'm gonna play this sound by one time because we're moving on to the flex. <laughs> and my must start in the flex is Naheem Hines, who got a 30 uh, the running backs for the Colts. <laughs> I hate you guys so much sometimes. <laughs> he looked good, even though he's not mentioned, he's not being named the starter. He looked good on Sunday, and even though Rivers was awful to the outsides, he was still good to the running backs. With the running backs had a thirty-seven percent share in the targets on Sunday, and I really like Naheem Hines as my flex position this week. I'm not going to play it again. Zach, give us a must sit in the flex. Marvin Jones. I don't care if Kenny Galladay is healthy. I don't care if he's injured. Does not <laughs> matter because they're going up against Green Bay, and they're going to make him disappear. This is not going to be a very good game for Detroit. I totally disagree that Matt Stafford is going to be a QB one this week. I know he's going to he's going to get a lot of garbage time if he does, but it's going to be super embarrassing for Detroit when they play Green Bay this week. It's going to be bad, and Marvin Jones will not be the benefactor. T.J. Hawkinson will be any kind of benefactor. DeAndre Swift is already getting into the offense in the passing game, even though that he dropped a pass, he's still getting involved. It's a mess. Marvin Jones. Not yeah. worthy of a flex start. Did they uh, did they shut down uh, Adam Thielen when he had six catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, are we really going to try to sit here and say that Adam Thielen and the Vikings offense is anything like the Patriots offense without Kenny Galladay? I mean, Lions, you'd be com- you need to compare Kenny Galladay Lions, and Adam Thielen, not Adam Thielen and Marvin Jones. When did uh, Kenny Galladay get traded? Yeah. <sighs> He's he injured. He said Patriots. Okay. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Patriots. Oh, did I? Sorry. It doesn't matter. Regardless, my hot take of the week is that the Lions upset the Packers. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. But Marvin Jones was. But Marvin Jones is scoring a touchdown, though. He is. Please edit that without the just kidding at the end, so we can roast him on that. Regardless. All right. (laughs) Justin, stay with you. Yes, he must start in the flex. I'm going with Latavius Murray. The Saints play the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Latavius Murray was on the field a bit more than I expected to see. And the Raiders defense improved at the linebacker position, but still not great. I think Latavius Murray is going to get enough touches to be effective in a game that the Saints should win without Michael Thomas, relying more on the ground game. Defense isn't great in Las Vegas. Give me that Murray play. And real quick before we move too far, because it sounds like uh, Zach, you're not going real high on Jones. No. I uh, Justin, you are? So do we want to maybe put a little bet on it? I bet I mean, that's I'd, wrong. I'd, I'd take a <laughs> Matt Stafford QB1 bet against him too. I'm good. You're good? You don't want to do this? All right. Just <laughs> no. want to, high, want to pause high and confidence see Listen, if I want to bet, I'll make sure it's known that I want to bet. All right. <laughs> All right, just I was hurrying everybody along. I want to make sure we had the chance to. So, uh, Greenlaw, back to you. Let's go with a must sit in the flex. Yeah, so I'm going to be as risky as you with Naheem Hines in your flex as a start. I'm going to go with Cody Hollister as my sit. He's not on a team anymore, so I don't think he scores any points. <laughs> my, uh, my, my real flex here is, uh, is Terry McLaurin. Uh, JG already mentioned him, but I think it's a bad matchup for him. The Cardinals only gave up eight points to wide receivers last week. Um, I realize the San Francisco wide receivers aren't very good, but Jami Garoppolo isn't very good, and Terry McLaurin is not very good. So I'm, I'm not taking Dwayne Haskins. Terry here. Or, yeah, yeah, Terry. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Correction will be on YouTube. I was too busy listening to the Jami comment. And way, way to go and give our advice, our uh, listeners advice on the same guy in, in the same setup here so that they can really – way to broaden the horizon. Well, I, I mean, that's a in. pretty big reach to say that you wouldn't even start Terry McLaurin in the flex. I mean, that's that's some onion hanging 
I uh, am starting advice. Kareem Hunt. Cajones. Yeah. I am starting Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt over Terry McLaurin in my flex this week in my Ooh. number one league. All right. Greenlaw, give us All a right. super. Another win for Robert. Put it in the spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> my flex yeah, is our guy, uh, Scotty Miller. Godwin possibly out with the concussion. He was he's already wide receiver 32. So I'm I'm just gonna count that as a win for the season in my bet against JG as him finishing a wide receiver 30. So he's already wide receiver 32. Now he doesn't even have the top wideout to deal with. I mean, he's an easy flex start for me. For the sake of this podcast, it's made a huge difference. I hope I lose that bet because this is a pro <laughs> Scotty Miller podcast. Pro I don't even know what I was thinking making that bet. Let's be real. <laughs> Justin, who's your sleeper this week? <laughs> my sleeper of the week is none other than, my God, where am I? Oh, yeah, I, I teased this earlier. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, baby. I would, I would start Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson this week because of the matchup. The Giants have a really, really, really bad defense. Trubisky's not great, but it's clear that Chicago wants to throw the ball. Allen Robinson is good. And when it came down to crunch time in the fourth quarter last week, Trubisky made, led the comeback drives. But ultimately, this is a matchup play for me. Giants are bad. Give me Trubisky this week. And that's not a flex pick. That's a super flex pick. Super so flex I, or sleeper? I don't, I don't know if we have another uh, soundbite for a super flex, if it's like twice as long or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right, Zach, who's your sleeper? I'm going Paris Campbell, and he had nine targets. So he tied the the wide receivers with the most targets in this Colts offense with nine. And on top of that, he played the most snap counts out of all the wide receivers by playing 61 out of the possible 74. That's 82.43%. I think that the opportunity is there, and they're going up against Minnesota, which we saw Minnesota get torched by Green Bay so bad. I mean – Everybody ate against this Minnesota defense, and I've already seen reports that Cam Dantzler is is not even dressed out at practice already. So there's another blow to this not very good secondary. Start Paris Campbell this week. I'm not saying that you can rely on him maybe every week, but at this point, the week one, I look at snap counts and targets for the opportunity of what's real and what's not for wide receivers. That seems pretty real to me. It lines up with what we heard at training camp and all those reports. Paris Campbell's my sleeper this week. I wish I would have, after I did this research for an article, I wish I would have picked him up in my leagues. I wish I would have done all my research yesterday. <laughs> happens like that sometimes. My sleeper this week is a guy that I've been high on pretty much all season or confused on, I guess I should say, for almost this whole season. I really like him. My brother talked me into taking a look at him, and I think that, Got to give kudos to my brother for 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 letting me know. Uh, Auburn grad Darius Slayton. Every time I, I tuned into that game and looked up, he was getting targeted, which happens to be about nine times. I think I only watched about nine plays in that game. They were all to Darius Slayton. He looked great on the outside. I think he's their best threat on the perimeter. And he seems to say what you want. I'll, I'll hear all the, the Daniel Jones slander, and I get that. But he, those two seem to have a connection and building chemistry early. And – Throw it up, and Darius Slayton runs under it. It's until he stops doing it. I'm going to keep singing his praises. So he's my sleeper this week. I, I feel like you can start him in the flex and be happy with the results there. So you guys, uh, Auburn I guy talked now? crap about I him, and not I, an Auburn I'm a guy, believer. I am not an Auburn guy, but if they're going to produce for my fantasy team, I'm all about them. I don't care what college they went to. I'm yeah. like a Clemson guy. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but bench Deshaun Watson this week. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> I can't. I have to roll with him. It's either him or golf. <laughs> Pick up Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to listen to you after last week. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Those are our sit starts and sleepers for this week. We're going to be sure and check out all of our other podcasts and articles that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Remember, we are running that special for kickoff 30, which is good for 30% off a monthly or annual membership for life. But that does expire Sunday, September 20th at 12 p.m. Central Time. Again, Sunday, September 20th, 12 p.m central just to get out there go over there check that out remember also to check us out at broadway tn on twitter make sure you're checking out the show at flex on broadway check out our get our show host here zach at f words pod graver at titans film room 
Greenlaw at Rob on Grog. I always get down. Yep, it's Rog on Grogway. That's Rob. it. Please type that in Rog on Grogway. All right, Fletchers, we're out. See ya. Like, you do the correction, screw it. It'll be on the screen. Read it. <laughs> oh, looks like old Greenlaw joined me on the semi racist uh, oh, roster. Gosh, that was so bad. A Broadway sports media production.